Hello, everybody. We are those guys you hate. Welcome to the show that encourages you to be your best self by not being like us. My brother and I hopelessly search for nuance as we wade through wacky segments and crazy conversations. If you can withstand the insanity, you might actually learn something. Tyler, what are you going to be chatting about this week? Ryan, on this week's show, we say hello to Italy. Italy, we are welcoming you into our family, whether you like it or not. And is Booger McFarland's real name? <laughs> Booger. It's not. Oh, all right. Well, you don't even need to listen then. <laughs> what about you, Ryan? Tyler, have all the good porn site names been taken? <laughs> and TikTok sets a time limit. What? Let's talk about it. Huh. The time has come, Tyler. Mm, four? The time has come. Have you ever heard... Could be good or bad. ...this famous quote that has been attributed to James Dean, but I, I, you know, it's really hard to follow some of these things back. Live fast, die young, and leave a good-looking corpse. Have you ever heard that? It's a terrible saying. Why? Why do you say that? <laughs> live fast and die young? Sure. No. I don't live- value our our, our, our elders. <laughs> I, I personally don't. Wisdom live, is for suckers. Live happy. Live healthy. And, and I mean, oh, excuse me, this is your thing. Go ahead. And, no, no, go no, ahead no. And, it's like sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And sure. It's like you can only do so many of those things before you die. Why? What do you got? <laughs> <laughs> no, but the idea is that there are so many times in our life, especially when we're young, where we know that we're doing harm to ourselves, sure. but we're putting it off until later. Are you familiar with that? I am, for sure, but I don't even think that most people, I know I certainly didn't, most people think to themselves, I'm going to deal with this later. When you're young, you just have this feeling of in uh, of being invincible, sure. where it's like, this won't affect me. You can wake up after a night of heavy drinking and then feel like you could go run a mile. But why is that? Have you just not accrued the wisdom to know, like, hey, one day... I, you know, I, I know I'm sacrificing something right now, but I don't know how that's going to feel when I'm actually sacrificing. Absolutely. I don't think people think in those terms. And that's kind of the point of youth. You don't have wisdom. You don't have experience. That's why most people like you and I, I'm in my mid thirties, you're 40. When you hit your thirties, you start having that mix and match of experience, your body finally starting to feel the ramifications of these decisions, but also the habitual nature of wanting to go out and drink with your friends. Tyler. The time <laughs> has come, Tyler. Ah, I get it now. I the get time it. has come. I am now the future me, Tyler. And this happens so early in your life where your parents say, hey, don't sit so close to the TV. Yeah. You're going to ruin your eyesight. Mm. Hey, don't crack your knuckles. You're going you're to give yourself problems. That one's bullshit. Is that bullshit? That one's bullshit. Uh, so I'm good? You are good. Oh, okay. What mm. about don't smoke cigarettes? It'll ruin your skin, Tyler. I would be more worried about the things you need to breathe, but yeah, it'll fuck up your skin Tyler, too. Tyler, <laughs> let's worry about the priorities first. Don't inject livestock-grade steroids in your body. It'll give you gynecomastia. Yeah, but those muscles, though. Oh, uh, yeah, but they're covered up by the man titties, Tyler. I'm now getting the man titties, and that's the deal. Well, I'm-, I'm No, using, you're not. I'm using that as just a metaphor okay. for now- is the time I am becoming well now is later Tyler what 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 why did I do this to me it's all <laughs> happening I'm breaking down Tyler. just go back just go back <laughs> baby come back <laughs> and it is so weird we've talked recently about watching your parents get older yeah and about all of these things that that you are now becoming the product of all of these decisions that you've made in your past oh yeah and, and past me kind of a dick 
<laughs> he showed you. I would, I would kick that guy's ass. I wish I was a Benjamin Button. So so now is the time. The time has come. And what can we do, Tyler? Let's wrap this up in a neat little package before we move on to the show. How can we fix this? Take care of my life. Well, it's <laughs> one sentence or less, please. Well, it's not about uh, not. I wouldn't say it's. Uh, necessarily about undoing the damage because my guess is is the damage you and I have done to our bodies. Sure, how do I unscrew this light bulb, Tyler? <laughs> but it is about taking care of yourself moving forward, doing the necessary things that you need to do to make sure you have health later in life. No. My name is Ryan. And my name is Tyler. And we are those guys you hate. <laughs> What is going on, everybody, and what is going on to you, Tyler Menendez? Hello. How are you this week, my friend? I'm good, buddy. I'm good. I'm excited. A lot of big things happening over this next week. We're super excited. Sure. Menendez Mansion 3.0, yes, mm -hmm. is getting into effect. Tyler and I are in the middle of moving, or we should be. We've done nothing. I mean, technically, we got the keys. Sure. We can get into the house. Sure. Yes, we can. <laughs> we just have nothing to put there because we're still living our regular lives. Sure. Tyler... I can't joke around with you. I'm sorry. I know this is an entertainment slash informative podcast. What was the last 20 minutes we just did? <laughs> Prelude to a kiss, Tyler, because I had a really traumatic experience this week. For real. For real. For oh, real. wow. Yeah. Okay. Tell me about it. I was driving my car. I was almost at work and a three foot long triceratops of an iguana <laughs> ran out of the bushes. Uh -huh. it, Tyler, it had this look in its eye like uh -huh. it was kamikaze, dude. It ran. I tried to swerve. I couldn't. I crunched it. Dude. Oh. I crunched it. Oh. And it was so big. It was so dinosaur-like yeah. that it's like, and perhaps I'm remembering this incorrectly. It was almost like a monster truck situation. Because I remember my, my, my wheels popping up. You I heard, two wheels. I uh, heard uh, the crunch. Uh -huh. I'm dead serious. I heard the crunch. I look back. And, and forgive me, trigger warning for anybody who has an iguana. <laughs> Don't put it in front of his car. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I and I looked in the I looked in the rearview mirror and all I saw was its tail sticking up. Oh. And it was just shaking oh. in the it was just shaking in the in the Well, maybe you did it a favor. Maybe it didn't want to have this life anymore. It very it, obviously it, did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So so while it is traumatizing and that's terrible, much like those ducklings that we saw that oh. were emptied of their flesh. It oh. was just the skin and the feathers. The fleshlight of I, the duckling I, persuasion. I Everything, not everything's a flashlight, Ryan. <laughs> it is if you push hard enough. Uh, that is a that is a traumatizing situation because as much as we joke, this is how we deal with trauma sure. humor. Uh, that that would really negatively affect me. It was killing. awful. Yeah, that's that's terrible. I hate killing anything. I'm and, sorry you went through that. And now that you brought up the thing about the ducklings, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Like, is this <laughs> is this kind of just something we like to talk for, about? For anybody who didn't hear that story, Ryan and I were house house hunting, and we just walked past these three, four ducks that were squashed like perfectly flat and all the meat was gone. It was just the skin. I, you know what? I, I'm sorry that we keep bringing our trauma into your your world. It's just something that really rocked me, man. Literally and figuratively. No, that is, I think the sound is the worst part. That no, is. No, the tail shimmying in the uh, wind. Oh, okay. There okay. was a beautiful sunset behind it. Tyler. <laughs> Silhouette. I talked about this. 
on the show or on the intro where you and I kind of try to get people interested in what's coming up. Okay. And I don't have a lot here. And I'm hoping that I can ignite some of the listeners to help us out. Okay. Sure. Porn. Mm-hmm. Have you heard about it? Once or twice. Yeah. Big, big business, man. Ooh, boy. And the way that it has become not only, well, I guess they're one and the same. The way that it has become so ubiquitous, the fact that it is so omnipresent, easily accessible. Sure. I know we make the joke all the time. Back in my day, you had to fight for it. But genuinely, how easy it is to access cannot be good for our society. Uh, in terms of what? Like, what do you think? Well, just the way that children with the technology have access to that. And I'm no prude, but kids should not be watching shit like that, man. Oh, for sure. It, it fucks. And even to adults, even to, to you and I, uh, we... It, it really fucks with the way that you view sex. It cr- Absolutely. It, I, I was going to use the word corrupt, but now I'm starting to sound like, uh, you know... Well, what holier than that? What that means? What that means? You can decide on your own. But I would say that it does corrupt. Not not applying a moral balance to it, but it does corrupt what our natural, uh, you know, biological what sex is supposed to be for. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then it it I would say persuades you into going. It's like drugs. You got to find something even stronger sure. the next time, and sure. you're just constantly chasing that dragon yeah. until the point you're you're staring at a girl with a bigger dick than you, and it's like I don't know what's real anymore. I started there, Tyler. <laughs> um, so let me ask you, and, and I have jokes coming. So C O M I N G. But let me ask you, what is your relationship with porn at this moment? I and forgive me if that's too personal. No, not at all. I actually am on my way, not on my way out, but I am distancing myself from sure. it. I don't. Are, are you having trouble with that? To a certain degree. I, I find so much and not to be crass or anything, but I find so much that act masturbation to at this point in my life be more habitual than yep. it is pleasurable. Pleasurable. Yeah. 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 Well, for me, it is more of a in addiction, you said habit, I say addiction in terms of, yep. I assign it to going to sleep. Like, ah, hey, just help me pass out. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? It, it really does work. Sure, sure. I Give it a shot, everybody. But uh, <laughs> What is this podcast I about? don't know. <laughs> we yell a lot, though. Ain't that true? But, but I, I, I am the same as you, where I am trying to form a healthy balance mm. with pornography, and the question is, is that none? Nonetheless, the problem with porn, other than it ruining society like you just yeah, said, yeah, yeah. is that all the the site names are taken. That's obviously it's number two number on the two. docket that we should be discussing. 1A and 1B, <laughs> Tyler. <laughs> if you could figure out 1B, maybe 1A would take care of itself. That's right. Let's get this other thing figured out first. But the thing is, Tyler... Big business. And, and how is porn making money if it's all free? Like, oh, I, because, I, because even though it's free, there are lots of people out there that want to pay specifically for certain things. Weirdos. Yeah. And, and I'm one of them. And it's, and it's billions. Billions of dollars. And that billions. is perfect because now what I think that you have to do is you have to find the porn site names that aren't taken mm-hmm. and then go out and shoot the content. And I think that that's where we could make some money. I have been... Forever since we started putting up those those you know tree porn photos back on Instagram, mm-hmm. I've been lobbying for fuckusorficus.com. Yeah, yeah, I nailed that down a while ago. You mailed it to yourself a long time, a ago. a long time ago. Yeah. Now I haven't gone on the internet and actually typed it up, but I'm asking you guys as a favor to me, don't do it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. A lot of red tape, so please don't do that to us. Now, now what I'm saying is I'm hoping that maybe I could engage the listeners to think of some of these ideas, not act on it themselves, but send it into us so we could take care of it. Mm-hmm. I've got one. Um, 
Street producer Lenny, Drusifer, you guys spearhead this thing. If you got anything, send it over to me. Cat, Anybody. Cat, get on that. Please. What about this, Tyler? I got sepsis from my stepsis.com. I, it really, really paints a, a negative picture in my head. And what, you don't like it? sepsis? No, oh, no, I no. You're going to say mixed families. Not, I apologize. <laughs> How do we wind up here? <laughs> mixed families make Tyler sad. And think about it. A sepsis, stepsis, it rhymes. No, no, I got it. The and, porn and, shoots itself, and Tyler. I, <laughs> and, I, and I know we have the rule where if it rhymes, it's, it's, it's obviously real. true. Sure, sure. Shit. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> Depression index. Right? You get sepsis from poop? I got it. Okay, just making sure. No one What can the depression index is, is a machine that I built with my sepsis. And we crank it up to let you know how down we are, Tyler. How you doing this week, my friend? I'm good, buddy. I'm good. Like I said earlier, we have a lot of big things coming up. We're moving, which can really add a lot of stress to somebody's life. It's a lot of change involved. I've ignored it, so I'm good. <laughs> this is not a problem that you can ignore until it goes away. I mean, not if you keep talking about it. <laughs> And so we have the move coming up, which is big. I am actually going to be taking comedy classes, stand-up classes. Start? Begins on Tuesday, Beautiful, which Tyler. I'm very excited That's for. Great. And we're going to be doing the thing where we where we uh, train train, I guess, for an hour and a half, and then we go and perform uh, right after in front I love of, it. in front of an audience. So like porn, very. What kind of porn are you shooting? A marathon porn, Tyler. It's weird. <laughs> so there's a lot of changes coming, but I also um, am feeling much better. I'm out of my funk, which has been great. It's been handed off to me, Tyler. It's, yeah, yeah, I appreciate the you. The real uh, seesaw of the Menendez mansion. Yeah, it is weird. We always find ourselves where one of us gets better and the other one gets Take worse. Take it back. <laughs> I don't want it. Yeah. And I, I realized, I said this on last week's show, I realized that my drinking, which I was using to deal with the pain, was the thing that was causing me pain. Well, very often, it's not your actual problem. It's they trying to avoid your problem that causes you all of the friction. You can say, damn well, always. Stranger than friction, Tyler. Uh, so that is it. Lots of changes, but good things are coming. And uh, this week, I'm going to say I'm at a four. Love it. One, Spin two, back. three, four. Tyler. I'm happy Quatro. to see that you're you're doing well. Thanks, Gen buddy. Genuinely. Thank you. Gay it up. Dance on your grave. Yeah, here, get ready. <laughs> Tyler, grab that shovel. I, as I referenced at the beginning of the show, am breaking down. I'm ostensibly the world's most handsome corpse. And You're crushing it, though. My back has been hurt, Tyler. My back, I pulled a muscle in my back on Saturday. I, as of tomorrow, have not picked up a weight in a week, Tyler. Mm. I have not picked up a weight at the gym. I have not been able to do any sort of upper body exercise at the gym in a week. Well, just so just so you can avoid this problem in the future, because you definitely don't want to fuck with the back. The back and the neck are, are two places that you don't want to in your back yeah. are not where you want to be. So just making sure, because I'm, I'm a pro at this, you see, mm -hmm. uh, are you putting all the weight into your lower back while doing upward jerking motions as you lift weights? I, I'm trying to do what you told me. I'm trying to keep it as jagged as possible, yes. but I'm yeah, feeling yeah. a weird feeling like right here. Well, you got to make sure you bring it up really fast. Oh, okay. You watch me watch. Bring it up really fast. And make sure that everything is as disjointed and out of... Yeah, I, I'm, I'm working on it, but yeah. I keep hurting myself, so it's I'm having trouble whittling it down. I'll work on that. Now, here's the thing, Tyler, and I know that you know this about me, is the gym, in particular weightlifting is my number one coping mechanism. Those mm -hmm. chemicals that it, it that it has given me, um, I, I've been doing it for over 20 years. So it is something that I 
dare I say, rely on. Have you tried masturbation? Many, many times. Yeah. Yep. I certainly have. Tyler. So, so how has this week been? Mental, mentally, with not being able to do this thing that you've always done. I have experienced depression mm. in a way that I have not experienced in a very long time. Because normally when I feel these feelings, I take it to the gym and I get rid of it. I, I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but it really helps me cope. It, it is one process. of my coping mechanisms. It helps you to process. It's exactly right. And, and I, I'm not sure exactly how to put a fine point on it, but it is something that has been really, really tough for me. And I... Is it separation anxiety? It's... Is not, the depression caused simply by you not being there? It's the chemicals that I am 100% addicted to. It is my social circle that I am now outside of. It is my body dysmorphia that I have. Mm. If you meet somebody who goes to the gym in the way that I do, again, very unscientifically, that person has body dysmorphia. Any muscle man that you know does not see themselves in the mirror the way that you see them. Is, that, say, yeah. is that fair to... I, I'm, I'm maybe there's one. I, I was going to say, I'm hesitant to say all of them, sure. but but it does seem to be the the, the standard. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and this is what I'm going to say, and, and perhaps this is cliche, but also it's true. This week experiencing these feelings that I haven't experienced in a long time, me not being able to go and may, maybe there's some avoidance at the gym. Maybe mm. there's some of, hey, now that I'm feeling this, I don't have to think about that. This week, which has been very tough for me on my own scale, there's lots to be learned here. And and I believe, as I've referenced already in the show, with my spirituality, that this was done for a reason. Mm. And this is for me to, okay, now what are you going to do? I hurt my finger a long time ago, but it didn't slow me down. Okay, how about this? Now you now I'm taking your almost your mobility away from you in sure. some ways. Yeah. What are you going to do with it now? And uh, I, I, I think that I've stepped up to this challenge. With that being said, Tyler, I think at this week I was about at a seven. Whoa. Yeah, man. So, yep. Are you dying? Uh, yes. Jeez. Uh, literally. So, oh, we'll uh, spin it. And but, I won't get any pleasure from this, I promise. And I think that I handled that seven really well. So, here we go. Oh. One, yes. two, three, yeah. four, five, six, oh. seven. It's the number of fingers he just lost. And, and uh, Tyler, even while kind of going backwards in some of my progress that I've made, I am dealing with that person in a better way. I'm treating that person kinder. So that's, that's uh, you know, that's excellent. something to root for. So that's Depression Index, buddy. Oh, yeah. Tyler, it's your turn to do your thing, to star in your show. Give me your segment hard. It's the only way I know how to do it. Italy, Ryan. What about them? They're joining the Menendez family. Oh, so what this is, is you're talking about a country where somebody is freshly joined on to the Menendez family. Italy has just started listening to those guys you hate. Welcome, Italy. Welcome, Italy. It's about time. I have always, I'm sure like almost everybody on the planet, I have always wanted to go to Italy. Oh, absolutely. It is the, I mean, I don't even have this written down. I just memorized it for whatever reason. The fifth most visited country in the entire world. And I'm sure because that's a, a mixture between beauty and history. That's uh, like the mm -hmm. cradle of the world over there, right? I believe that's Kenya. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, pretty close, I think. I think I was off by a little bit. So, Ryan. Yes, and I absolutely agree with you. No shtick. I would love, 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 love to visit Italy. But this will just have to be good enough. Yes. So, 
Ryan, first fun fact, Italy is one of the youngest countries in Europe, but it is still over 200 years old. So what do you mean by one of the youngest countries in Europe? Just when it became a country, when I, Italy I was founded and they stood up and said, hey, we're Italy. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> what, sir, would you please sit down? What What was it before that? I have no idea. Ah, it's something else. We can reveal. I'm sure run by heathens, I would imagine. I'm going to Google what was Italy before Italy, <laughs> and I'll, I'll, I'll report back next week. All right, next fun fact. Ryan, do you enjoy drinking wine? I do, but the people around me don't enjoy it when I drink <laughs> That's wine. That's perfect. I was just going to ask you, do you enjoy lowering your inhibitions? Yes. Do yes. you enjoy doing those things for free? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I love drinking for free. That's my favorite <laughs> kind of drinking, Tyler. <laughs> then we need to visit Ortona, Italy. Ortona. They, there, they opened Italy's first 24-7 wine fountain. Wine fountain. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, how are you getting this wine from the fountain? Is Think more water fountain than uh, uh, a school, less fountains that you throw change in. I'm thinking chocolate fountain at the Golden Corral. <laughs> that you just hold your cup yeah. out for. <laughs> yeah, or face, whatever. Uh, my That was my thought, too, where it's like the wine is just constantly streaming, sure. I'm sure, out of a little boy's statue penis. Sure. <laughs> which well, I don't know what the deal is with that shit. I hope it's not white wine. That would be visually unappealing. <laughs> what is it with all the little nude boys on your fountains, Italy? We've looked this up. Tyler. That is so strange. Located at the Dora Sarchesi Vineyard. Nailed it. And erected by the nonprofit group The Way of St. Thomas. The town is the final stop on a 194 mile pilgrimage to honor St. Thomas the Apostle, one of Jesus' disciples, where his remains still rem uh, are still in that town. Is that a pilgrimage or is that just the world's longest pub crawl, Tyler? <laughs> have we have we looked that up? I don't know, but it's a gigantic uh, wine cask, and then in it, just a little little fountain, just a little tiny. You push a button, and the wine comes out. And they say, I don't even have this written down. I just really enjoyed it. They say that anybody can partake. You don't have to do the pilgrimage. Anybody can partake, but they specifically say on their Facebook page that the fountain is not available for drunkards or louts. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> well, I guess I won't be going to your establishment. <laughs> louts out. And finally, Ryan. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay. Vigania, Italy. <laughs> Uh, Viganella! No, no, Tyler nailed it. Please don't say that again. Viganella! No! I'm sorry. I just, I, I feel like I have to say it that way. It's on the line, Tyler. It's called Viganella, Italy. It's a small town, and by small town, I mean a population of 163. Wow. That, that was like my home, my homeroom in high school. You had to yell over 163 sure. students' heads to get your teacher's attention. Yeah, I was sleeping. I don't know. I never talked to the teacher. Well, in the winter months, they get absolutely no sunlight or, or at least no sunlight directly on top of them due to the town being located at the bottom of a valley mountains ostensibly on every side. How would you Ryan solve this problem? Um, I, I don't know. I'm not a, a, a civic planner. I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm not certain. I've never really wrapped my mind around that before. Well, the answer is this week's my Drew got mail.
Now, I've got a Drew Got Mail coming up here in a couple minutes. I'm not sure how we're going to make that work. Well, you're going to have to play the sounder again. All right, well. Oh, I was just about to say, I could never get tired of that sound. Well, we're going to find out, Tyler. Mm-hmm. Now, it says don't open on here. I'm, I'm a now, little... Now you get to. Well, it doesn't you get say to. that. All right, let's see what you got. Wow, that is awesome. Mirrors, Ryan. Mirrors, that is incredible. One giant mirror on top of the mountain. It's still, I, I got to tell you, this light source, though, and the second picture it's that you sent me, this looks like shit. You have to go stand in the town square yeah. Yeah, you're for like, some warmth. Hey, I want to read this book, so I got to go <laughs> to this parking lot of some sort. That's where all of the light. So in other words, it's kind of like, God putting a magnifying glass on an anthill. Pretty it's, much. They have put a giant mirror at the top of the hill, and it's now shining down on what looks like a 30 by 30 circle in the middle of town. I wonder if you have to reserve the spotlight. Like somebody follows you as you're sure. walking across town, and they turn the mirror. Now, we've got it this Tuesday from 3 to 4. I have the clipboard right here. I, I'm looking that here in the middle of what looks, it looks like it could be maybe 2 p.m. in this in this picture. Yeah, They've got lamps lit back here. They've got all sorts of other lighting going on because this is an ineffective way to light a town. I'm sorry to say it. It's like stand, sitting at the bottom of a well. Yeah. Where you're just sitting there, you see light above you, but you're not getting any of it. Yeah, and also like at the bottom of a well, you've given up that's, on life. That's true. And you ask yourself, how the hell did I get to the bottom of this well? I guess I'll just eat a rat. And that, What? I, I have a good question. That's a fair, that's a fair question <laughs> that you asked. Where did go? Right. That, you're Ryan. Right. Oh, well, I should say Italy. Welcome to the Menendez family. We're happy to have you. Mm-hmm. Great job, Tyler. Great job. All right, now we got to move on out to this break. But very quickly, before I do my Drew Got Mail, mm-hmm. I want to mm-hmm. play a quick little game with you. you okay. Look, movies, Tyler. Okay, love them. Heard of it? Love them. Okay, great. How many movies have made over $2 billion? Ooh, I think it is four. Is it four movies? There, there is six movies oh, so right now that have made over $2 billion. Mm-hmm. Which actor has starred in the most of those six movies? Is it Zoe Saldana? Zoe Saldana, Tyler! <laughs> Which movies was she in? I believe it was Avatar. It was Guardians of the Galaxy. And I forget the other one. Oh. It was both Avatars. Okay. And it was both Avengers. Oh, Avengers. Yeah. That's right. Excuse Guardians of the me. Galaxy, not real. But that's pretty crazy, right? To be in four of to two thirds of the highest grossing uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Oh. Don't tell him well, I said he, that. He's just by volume. Sure. He's just starring as many things as possible. Oh, who the hell's gonna get these snakes <laughs> off the plane, Styler? <laughs> Ah, yes, Tyler. Thank you, Drew, for that beautiful piece of art. Mm -hmm. Tyler, Drew've got mail. And what this is is where I email Tyler a picture, and he looks at it. Go ahead and look at picture number one. This is a... A fighter, a UFC fighter. I only know that because the glove he's wearing says UFC. Okay. And Very he, observant. he's in good shape. And yeah, he, he looks like somebody who could beat the shit out of somebody Absolutely. else. Absolutely. Yeah. His name is Frankie Edgar. I okay. don't know a lot about UFC, but I, mm-hmm. I vaguely know this guy. He's been around for a while. Okay. Not a bad looking guy. No, no, not at all. He's, right. uh, I would say, rugged almost. Sure. Okay. He's got a tough look to you him. You better be. Yeah, it's true. You better be. It's true. Now, I'm glad that you said that um, he was knocked out 
by a kick during his loss to Marlon Chito Vera in UFC 268. Okay. And I don't normally like to be too shocking here, but go ahead and check out number two. Just before I do open this photo, I am hesitant only because of your reaction to the photo that you had already seen. Well, and here's the thing. I don't do well with the gore. Oh! Oh! I don't do well with the gore in the guts. But the problem is that he was knocked out by a kick from hell, Tyler, that kicked him in his face that left him virtually unrecognizable. Droopy dog! The kick turned him into droopy dog! It looks like a, like, as if they put makeup on him in some sort of a, a, a movie starring Zoe Saldana. Oh my goodness! Describe it, please. Well, the the well the the worst part about it is it, it caught, caught the 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 photo is taken mid action. So the guy's foot is still on his face in this photo. Now, what, disgusting. What, what is it that you're looking at there? Because I had trouble figuring that out. Is is he pulling his foot back? Is, is his nose going to stay like that? Because his nose is imprinted like into his face. Yeah, and it looks like his jaw is being pushed up into the rest of his skull. It looks like a, a rubber mask. Yeah. It doesn't look like a real person. And, yeah. And that, that, much like running over an iguana, deeply disturbed me. Well, it looks like what's his name from the beginning of Men in Black when he gets his Edgar suit and all the skin is just like sure. hanging off of him. It looks like his the insides are being squished small to where now he's got too much flesh around him. Sure. And all I can think of, much like you starting with your, your stand-up comedy career, is I think I want to be a fighter, Tyler. I want to be a UFC fighter. Until you get punched in the face the very first oh, time. No! <laughs> Nobody told me this was it. I'm allergic. <laughs> Let's take a break. What's going on, everybody? Ryan Menendez here. Now, I know that you're such a fan of this podcast, you already know it, but part of this advertising is me explaining shit to you that you already know. Buckle up! So much of this podcast is based on me being a total kook. Now, a bunch of people have reached out to me, and they have let me know that they want to be a kook too. Now, this isn't something that you just stumble on. It doesn't happen by accident. you got to put in practice. 10,000 hours, am I right? So what you need to do is read the books that I read. Now, what we've done is we have signed up to work with Audible so you can read the books to become a kook like me. Thoseguysyouhate.com. Now, here's what Audible wants. They want for you to go over there and get a free book that I'm offering you so you can read, you can get on board, you could sink below the waters and end up in the same place that I am. And what they're hoping is, is that you'll get that free book, you'll sign up, and then you'll forget to unsign up, and then they can charge you at least once, okay? You know it, I know it, we all know it. Beat the system by breaking that contract before that happens, or stay with them and continue to learn and grow and flourish like a big boy. So if you go to thoseguysyouhate.com right now, all of my reading recommendations are there. You could sign up and get the book for free, and then you have 30 days to cancel your membership, and you don't get beat on the deal you know you won't because you're lazy that's why you haven't moved out of your parents house we love you thank you for supporting those guys you hate and let's get back to the show those guys welcome to the show that's addicted to brake fluid but can stop whenever it wants you hate to my left tyler russian nesting doll menendez tyler how you been being is that a joke about how much thinner i'm getting through over over the months no it's actually about how you're full of yourself those guys you hate red circle well said circle 
Tyler. <laughs> well said. <laughs> this is what people come here for, Tyler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. TikTok. Heard of it? Uh, pretty big right now, Ryan. Yeah, the biggest app on the planet? That sounds about right. Sure. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think I think in terms of specifically app, I think it's the biggest one. I think, and I mean, I guess weakest week in review ever, uh, YouTube still gets more views like hours-wise or time-wise, but, but app-wise, TikTok is by far the biggest. Yeah, because every YouTube, well, obviously they're of varying lengths, but every TikTok is a couple of seconds long. Do I have that right? Um, yeah, I mean, longer than a couple of seconds. I think they can be like 30 seconds or something like that. I have never had the TikTok app and I wear that as a badge of honor. Is yeah. that sad? Uh, no, no, you, it's, it's an addiction. It's kind of like looking out and seeing everybody addicted to meth. And you're like, I have never taken meth before. Well, one be time on accident, Tyler, but, um, <laughs> we don't talk about that time. <laughs> Tyler, am I okay? So here's the thing. It is training our brains to work in such small windows, mm -hmm. it is training us to, if I'm not entertained in the first three seconds, I have no use for this. And now, maybe on that app, that's something that works, but what about the rest of life? Mm -hmm. Is that bad? Well, I think we're going to be seeing the rest of life transition over. It's kind of like when the iPhone came out and mobile internet was a thing, but it was like, I don't know if you remember pre-iPhone. I remember it was garbage trying to look up a porn site on my razor <laughs> <laughs> just not worth it tyler flip, porn on a flip phone just doesn't work I for just, me it's just never gonna happen and, and it was terrible and then the iphone came out and it was so ubiquitous it was so dominating of the market that the fucking internet changed because of this product in terms of like making all the sites mobile yeah yeah yeah, yeah. mobile sure. internet became basically almost equivalent of what you can do on your computer well and the reason is is because once everybody had a computer in their pocket another weird week in review but i believe more people operate a computer i'm doing air quotes over here <laughs> off of their phone than they do off of a regular computer i don't think it's even close anymore I, I, that would have to be a week in review. I wouldn't even be able to sure. say. But the way that TikTok is, as you said, changing our society because we always, not always, we have, our attention spans have shortened over the generations and th what it is doing now is just lighting a fire under that. Well, I'm glad that you said changing our society. My question to you is, especially with kids, could TikTok or something along those lines change our physiology? Could the repetition of hitting those things over and over again, especially in a developing mind, could that actually change the structure of our brain? I can't say it definitively, but there, is, there is not a doubt in my mind that evolution will take hold of that eventually and be like, okay, the, like the way that elephants in Africa are being born without tusks to avoid poachers, evolution's going to step in and be like, all right, I guess this is the way you guys operate yep. now and start making our brains with that in mind. Well, it, it's kind of scary to think about. And I believe that all of these places are just straight up admitting it. It's like gambling, putting out those gambling numbers. Uh, you know, hey, if you have a problem, call yeah. this number. Bet you won't. And a alcohol uh, commercials. Please drink responsibly. Fuck you. Cigarettes, <laughs> cigarettes, you know, actually spending money against their own product, which yeah. in some sort of weird way makes them more money. Otherwise, they wouldn't be doing it. Genius. TikTok announces a 60 minute daily screen time limit for users under 18. I mean, how do you enforce that? When I create a TikTok account, I'll just say that I'm 32. Oh, well, we hadn't considered that. Can you do that? <laughs> Bill, is that a possibility? Bill, get over Damn here. It, Bill. <laughs> um, well, here's how it works. There will be an option 
for teen TikTokers to continue using the app beyond 60-minute time limit. I think I said that perfectly. Mm -hmm. But they will have to enter a prompted passcode, uh, you know, like you would on your phone. But where are they getting the passcode from? In in theory, it would belong to your parents, right? I don't see how that could blow up in no, any way, no shape, chance. or form. And also, once you're in there, you could just go into the options and shut it off. Hopefully, these teenagers aren't tech savvy, Tyler. That's my. <laughs> hopefully, I'll be able to stay on the cutting edge of my my child's cell phone. TikTok. I think you nailed it. We, I think we're in, 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 it goes right back into that same thing of alcohol saying drink responsibly yeah. of gambling. You got a problem. Call this number. I think that it's cover your ass money that's spent and be like, hey, Instagram is putting out advertisements talking directly to teens who have problems with Instagram. I think it's cover your ass mode. And they know that it's not going to slow down their numbers. As a matter of fact, it may make them pick up or they're like, hey, look at this company. They care yeah. about us. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, very much so. It's basically a uh, terms and conditions where it's like, hey, we said this and you agreed to it. So don't sue us. And, and, and it's basically representative to me of like these cultures of the past where like everybody gets hooked on opium and all of a sudden you look back and you'd be like, damn, how did you guys not recognize that this was bringing you down? Mm -hmm. you're, you're drinking lead out of the aquifers. Does anybody notice what's going on over here? I believe that right now we are in the middle of one of those descents and it doesn't feel like, I, I mean, there are people that notice, but it's so t it's talked about in such an infrequent way, our dependence on technology. Well, the way that you just described where all of you people are, are addicted to opiates, how could you not tell? When you're in the middle of using this thing that soothes you. Opium's so good. Puts, puts you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fun fact for the Stay show. Wrong time. We can <laughs> review. <laughs> hey, boots on the ground journalism. Smoke in the lungs journalism. And, and you're, you're in the middle of doing these things that keep you from acknowledging the problem. That's the whole thing. It's a, it's a distraction technique. That's it's, what TikTok is there for. That's exactly right. So it's hard to acknowledge that you have the problem when you're in the middle of the problem. I mean, that's it can be done, but it can be difficult. Tyler, I think we just solved our own problem. We've been trying to figure out our social media, like what we want to do with it, because we avoid it at all costs. What if we just make TikToks on how bad TikTok is? Does oh, that work? I thought you were going to say just do opium and film it. Oh, you know what? <laughs> Let's not figure this out right now. Let's chat this up we'll after the show. Yeah, yeah. We'll, and we'll get back to you on next week's Week in Review. But for this week's Week in Review, let's do Week in Review. That was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a radio host, Tyler. <laughs> Tyler, last week we discussed whether or not people having trouble identifying faces of people from other cultures is a real thing. Interesting. Is it? I think so. Affirmative. It is a real thing, Tyler. It's called the cross race effect. Now, what is your initial reaction to this? I would assume that it's just based on what we are familiar with, where humans, you know, want to be around and familiarize themselves with things that they are comfortable with. Why? So you get, you, uh, because as we said earlier in the show, it means safety. It sure. means I know this. The unknown is unsafe according to our brains. And I do believe that this goes back to a time. If it, if it, you know, exists at all, which I believe that it does. I believe it goes back to a time where if we were all living in tribes or living in small little groups that you don't interact with big groups all yeah. the time, yeah. that if you saw somebody who didn't look like you, perhaps it would have been beneficial to be weary. 
because oh, I'm sure this is somebody. Yeah, but all at the same time, you're living in this grass hut and your cousin's been banging your wife. But you know that's what? why. Yep. In Butu, get over here in Butu. I'm more like in Butu. Sorry, sorry, xenophobic at its core. So, so the idea is, and here's what I think: we we think of ourselves as being so technologically advanced and so removed from our primal cousins. I think that the normal human being nowadays does not realize how the, our ancestors' ways of thinking affects us now. Do you mean just? By the standard that they set, like like just because of what they went through, or do you mean on a on a evolutionary level? All of those things, I would mm. say, down to a genetic level. Mm. Uh, there are people who argue that you can have some sort of, and I hate using this word because I understand how snowflake it makes me. <laughs> okay. That there could be some deep trauma in your in your family generations back that mm. could represent itself. Well, think about this: in the animal kingdom, we could prove. That, that the animals that have the most innovative behaviors at gathering resources then pass those behaviors down to their, you know, offspring. Mm -hmm. in, and that is what makes them the most successful in the evolution and the fight for resources. Yeah, absolutely. Could it be true with bad things as well? Yes, I personally believe so. I think Me that too. that trauma and that pain can be hereditary. You can pass that down on a cellular level to your offspring and it's also enforced by the environment that they grow up in. absolutely so basically the idea is uh and, and the last thing that i found interesting about this and then i'll pass it on to you is social psychologists have demonstrated in the last 30 years that even the smallest aspect of differentiation like preference for flavor of ice cream or style of music can trigger in-group advantages so in other words Think back to your middle school. You had the people who like rap and you had the people who like rock. Mm -hmm. And think about the way that it tore people in half. This seems to be something that's happening in just being a primal human being. There's yeah. something that it seems to be ingrained in us. Yeah. And then you had that small group that listened to country. They weren't around oh. back in my time. <laughs> We hadn't been infested by that, you know, weed chewing group yet. It's like the, you just show up the next day with wearing a cowboy hat. I'm not supposed to acknowledge that. <laughs> well, hey. <laughs> Ryan, last week we discussed Booger McFarlane and we asked, is that Booger McFarlane's name? And then you, for some reason, threatened his mother in case she named him that. I am very sorry about that, Miss <laughs> McFarlane. Is that his name? Thank God. Yeah, his name is Anthony Darrell McFarland. You say Anthony Booger McFarland. <laughs> no, and uh, he even says uh, the nickname Booger was given to him as a child. Sure, he specifically says I was a bad kid getting into a lot of wild stuff. I used to get called a lot of different things, but that was just the one that stuck. Wait a minute. So he's saying Booger stuck. Yep. That's right. Come on, bro. Booger stuck to him at the bottom of a desk. Grow up. <laughs> Tyler, last week, like a fool, I said, what does Anglo-Saxon mean? <laughs> Am I less of a fool? If you've learned, then yes. Affirmative. And I think you said it. But you hear, you know, wasp, like white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, or, you know, just the term Anglo-Saxon all the time. I think you said. I've never heard wasp before. That's a new one. Wasp. You know, mm -hmm. when I used to read those books back in the day, truly tasteless jokes. Mm-hmm. 
They would have, you know, the black section. They would have the handicap section. Sure. They would have the blonde section. They also had a wasp section. Interesting. We really knew how to divvy people into little, <laughs> you know, usable categories back in those days. Yeah, now, you, I don't know who's who, Tyler. Yeah, you had to. Now there's sure. too many different identities and stuff, but now you can do bullying over the internet. Yeah. They don't even have to be in front of you Faceless. anymore. <laughs> I like that. You know what? It's a good shift, Tyler. So Anglo-Saxon, I think you said something vaguely around this area, relating or denoting the Germanic inhabitants of England from their arrival in the 5th century up to the Norman conquest. Now, that's a lot of words. Mm -hmm. So it's people who all are, you know, their lineage is from the Germanic inhabitants of England at one point in time. Yeah. Yeah. It was basically ancient Germany, so to speak. And then they migrated over to what is now England. Sure. Thank you, Germanic people. We for love all you. The Stop being so Germanic. <laughs> <laughs> that one tickled me. Uh, Ryan, last week we spoke on the number of guns versus the number of people in America. Oh, sure, sure. Did I look up the specific numbers? And will these numbers please me? <laughs> Affirmative. Uh, well, this is from Bloomberg. And this is just in America, right? Just America. What is Bloomberg? Bloomberg is business news? Yeah, I mean, they've branched out to so many different things okay. now. Now it's just a news organization. I hear that a lot. Uh, Bloomberg uh, says that there are three hundred, just under 394 million guns in America. 394 million, million guns, okay. And there are 332 wow. million people. So what are... <laughs> so there are 60 million more guns than people. That is... Why? Why? We you're love a gun. our guns. You're a gun owner. I am a gun owner. Are you owner. not? Yeah, I now, am. The one gun, that's enough for me. I don't need an armory. Yeah, but here's Who the thing. Who am I going to war with? Tyler butters his toast with it. <laughs> he uses it in the shower. I like to brush my teeth with it. <laughs> uh, I scare the stains off. <laughs> now, I, now, tell me if I'm wrong. When you originally purchased that gun and when you were going to firing ranges and all that stuff, I think... And I don't think we've ever had this conversation before. I think that your opinion on guns and the way that you saw them was different than now. Am I right about that? I don't know. That's hard to say. Not really. Like, I, I agree that people should be allowed to own guns. Me too. And I and I agreed. I agreed with that then. I was never like a gun fanatic or, oh, man, I got to go buy all these different weapons and all that. I just think that people should be allowed to own guns. It's just why are we giving people military grade like assault rifles? Like, what are you What's doing? What's the worst that could happen, Tyler? What are you doing with that? You ain't going to the range with an automatic. Let me ask You're you something. You're shooting the ceiling. Can I ask you a question very quickly? And it is to point out something that you made a mistake on, but I don't want it to be mean-spirited because no, I actually like it. Okay. I think uh -oh. you said fanatic. Instead of what? Fanatic. Oh, did I? I think you're merging fanatic with addict and I think it's the name of the show, Tyler. I, <laughs> I am bringing it up in a joyful, celebratory I'm way. I'm okay with that. Fanatics. I'm okay because with that. the people who love guns love them in a way. Yeah. Why is it that we cannot discern with this? I'm asking you questions that there are no answer for, such as the foundation of the show. Why is it that people who love guns love them in a way where, like, there's a lot of people who love cars. We can also say cars need safety you know, regulations mm -hmm. because they're killing a lot of people. Food needs safety regulations. A lot of people are obese and dying from heart failure. Yep. Why can't we say that about guns? Well, we can. I know some people say it. I'm talking about the the addicts. Yeah, a lot of people are. It's the same thing. The fanatics. The same thing with 
uh, sports where this gun culture is part of their identity. It is they they uh, associate themselves with this culture. So for you to come in and tell me what I can do with my God-given constitutional right to own a firearm, it is you infringing yeah. on me as not just something that I like, you're infringing on me as a person. Yeah, and you're taking away who I am yeah. as a person. Yep. That's bad. It is. That's yeah. very bad. That's bad. Uh, well, I just did the gun thing. It's your turn. Okay, Tyler. <laughs> Smooth as silk. Is it you? Is it me? Is three, <laughs> three years into this and we are... What? Go on. Oh, getting it, Tyler. We're getting it. All right, Tyler. Last week, I That's directly <laughs> asked the question, do aliens exist? Yes, you did. Did I get a concrete answer? <laughs> no. I, you know what? I don't think they exist, Tyler. I mean, at least that we can prove that we exist. Because I got people coming on telling me they exist. I go to Google. I type in, do aliens exist? They don't know. I, I type in, what was Italy before Italy? I got all sorts of information. Do aliens exist? I don't fucking know. Did you try chat GPT? Talk to your AI overlord, Ryan. It will answer your question for you. On next week's on next week's show, I asked chat GPT if aliens exist. So can I ask, what kind of did you type that in? What kind of results did you get? You just get all of these different articles, which I believe that the news media is replete with this type of discovery now where they're asking you a question. It's like the history channel of news. Yeah. They're asking you a question that they don't really answer. It's they want you to click on it, Clickbait. but they can't prove to you one way or the other. So where am I at now? Mm -hmm. I, I'm doing a podcast, brother. Yes or no? Just... Just at the top of Google. I'm a busy man. <laughs> at the top of Google, I, I feel like I should be in charge of Google because I get, at the top of Google, you put in, do aliens exist? You get a yes mm -hmm. or you get a no, Tyler. <laughs> that's it. That's that's it. I fixed Google. Well, and do you see what Google's done to us? Because when you ask a question and sometimes you'll get the answer right oh. at the very top Thank of the page. Thank you, Google. <laughs> and now if I type in a question and it's not there, I'm like, what the fuck? I'm supposed to click on these things? <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me get this straight. You want me to read these three sentences? Yes or no, Google? <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, do I think aliens exist? Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. In my, it, you know, in my life, do they exist? No, they don't. Google can't prove it. It's, well, you heard it, ladies that's and it. gentlemen. That's it. And, and that's the thing. It just, it doesn't help that the government's being shady as shit when it comes to these things. They're shooting down stuff and then they're like, oh, we can't find it. But what do you mean you can't find it? You shut it down. I keep hearing people say that proof of alien life is now out there, that the government has said, yes, aliens exist. Why am I not finding that when I'm doing very vague and terrible research? <laughs> I think we found your problem. Oh, why? What is it? I, I think you're going past it. I don't think they've acknowledged that aliens exist. I think they're acknowledging that UFOs exist. They have they have released videos. I've seen the videos of unidentified flying objects that were being commented on by the military pilots as sure. they're flying in their planes and shit. But in terms of like little green men and stuff, I've never heard of anybody saying we absolutely know that. So we're saying that there is a vehicle here that we can't identify, exactly. hence the name, mm -hmm. but we don't know what's inside of exactly. it. Exactly. Okay, that's yeah. totally, okay, fine. Then are aliens real? <laughs> Fuck you, aliens. I mean, wait, you've been like hanging out with my ex-girlfriend? You're so mysterious. Just uh, enough. I don't want to play these games anymore, man. Was that, exist? I, I don't even care anymore, really. Was that cathartic for you? Fuck bringing, you. Bringing up your ex-girlfriend into this conversation. I didn't say which one it was. It's Tyler. Oh, what the shit? I agree. Well, guess what I'm bleeping later. <laughs> Editing Ryan is going to be so mad at you for letting me do this. All right, Tyler. Great job. And Ryan, for my final week in review, this is just, no, it's all good. This it's is, all falling apart. This, here, this is Tyler. just a comment, man. It's your fault. Last week. <laughs> 
week. You know what? I'm going to blame you too. <laughs> I'm not blaming it. Uh, last week, you tried to say the idiom, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. I remember nailing that. Which you failed miserably. Yeah. And then I followed you down that rabbit hole. Yeah. I didn't know it either. Yeah. And I fucked it up too. So I, I'm drowning and I'm going to pull you down with me. <laughs> with the baby. Yep. Don't throw <laughs> the baby out with the bathwater is an expression for an avoidable error. Wait, in hold which on. Affirmative. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, it's an expression for an avoidable error in which something good or a value is eliminated when trying to get rid of something unwanted. Right. So in other words, you're you're kind of losing out on the proposition by getting rid of what you don't want, but you're also getting rid of something that's even better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tyler, I love hearing the origin of a lot of those phrases. That's really good. And I'm yeah. glad that we screwed it up so badly so we actually got the definition. Yeah, definitely. And and yeah, there there is an idea here going and finding these these idioms, these expressions that we use and um yeah, what what's the one that we use with the dog uh Man, you really uh, you really screwed the pooch on this really one. Really screwed the pooch, which yeah. really is you're just saying, "Wow, you really fucked the dog on fucked that the one." Fucked the dog, Tyler. Yeah. yeah, I know. With editing, we're gonna make us sound so funny. I don't know if that's true, Tyler. Great job this week up until the last five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We kind of fell apart there. Yeah. Great, hey, great job this week, Tyler. You too, buddy. We crush it. We, we're out of our norm, but you and I, uh, we got it together. We I did feel, it. I feel like today was fun. We did it. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Please tell the people how they can reach out to us and let us know what they think. Thoseguysyouhate.com. Go to it. Find it. Love it. And then subscribe. I love it. I love it. Subscribe. Tyler, what's the moral of this week's story? The moral of this week's story is I will never tell anybody that they should not own a gun, but I do want to present the argument that for anybody who uses the the argument on their behalf of how am I going to protect myself from the government, that argument fell away, that argument ended when they started making unmanned drones that can fire a missile from miles away and blow you up and put the missile up your butt before it blows up. Sure. That was for when we were shooting muskets at each other. Talk about insult to injury, Tyler. (laughs) And they just left it in there. They didn't even set it off. So I think what you're saying is, and if I'm reading you correctly and I don't want to get in on your moral of the story, we we need to give civilians, you know, unmarked, unmanned drones of mass destruction. (laughs) Protect our schools. That's it. So we can fight back. Yes. Give every student a drone. Anytime I I think of that, it's like, oh, yeah, I need my machine gun so I can protect. Dude, they'll roll a tank down your throat. What are you going to do? They they have become quite the militia, Tyler. (laughs) Quite the militia. Sure, yeah. So so you're saying at this point that is of a bygone era. We no longer need any of that stuff and we can evolve past it. I wouldn't say, I think that we can evolve past it. I will say that, and I don't know if this would ever happen, but say America is invaded in the future, that invading army is going to have one hell of a time fighting off all these different insurgents that we have. Captain, (laughs) Captain, there's more guns than people. (laughs) And that's the thing. I think that would happen. And a lot of people out there would be like, my time has come. My time has finally come. Baby, get your seven guns. (laughs) So yeah, I think that people should be allowed to own weapons, of course. But I also think that we should be 
sensical about this. When we have schools being shot up, when we have a different shooting, it feels like almost every fucking day. I, I don't think it feels like. I think it is, man. At what point do we look at ourselves and go, and go, man, maybe we should just have some common sense laws because you need a license for everything. You need a license to drive. You need a license to become a masseuse. You need a license to fish. But for some reason, there's such a large portion of our society that when we say, hey, this instrument of death we should get make people get licenses for it. It's no, no. As a matter of fact, put a weapon in everybody's hand. Yeah, I know. It's a, it's, it's scary. It's like, damn, dude. Third generation business country, man. That's it. I, we're, I, I'm, we're eroding. I, and, and we, we are. We're eroding. We it's, are. I, I think all and and I love America. I'm American. I don't want to live anywhere else. I'll erode along with you, baby. Yeah. But it, I think it's really hard not to see that in almost every possible way. Love you, America. Represent Ryan. What's the moral of the story? I've done a lot of jokes, Tyler. I've done a lot of screaming. I've done a lot of wacky jazz hands on this week's show, but I'm going to bring it all down and talk directly to somebody. And I don't even know who it is. Is this central? What's happening right now? Hey girl, <laughs> I like that dress. No, I am going to talk to this person who's hearing me and this, uh, maybe it's even me. I know you're going through a hard time right now, and I know the things just don't seem to make sense, and I know that the things that you have been doing to comfort yourself, even in some ways, aren't working. This is a lesson. This is a way for you to get to know yourself. This is for a way for you to evolve past all of those habits in what you've been doing that haven't been working for so long. If you would just try to take it in the most positive way you can, you're not going to be able to think your way into making everything perfect and, and, and flowers and puppy dogs. But what you can do is just learn a way to soothe yourself, even in the middle of this, even in the middle, in the middle of knowing, hey, I know this sucks, but I'm here for me. Mm -hmm. This right now, this challenging time that you're going through, it's for a reason. Utilize it. And you survived up to this point. Congratulations. You're doing a great job and we love you. We love you very much. We're those guys you hate. Be kind or we'll kill you. Red circle. Like a tomato, Tyler. Remember when we did that? Sphere. That was fun. Yeah. That was a good time. Yeah, we're already in redos. Sure. <laughs> That's not good. Redo. Let me do that again. That's not good. Speaking of not liking change, Tyler, it's doing it on a Friday. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this was our plan a while ago to switch it eventually to Fridays. So it's nice that we're finally coming through on I've it. ditched that. Yeah. I, it's, oh, I've, we never started it. Fridays are too hard. I got... Two jobs, one of them I talk about, one of them that doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. Fridays are very tough. Mm -hmm. I, when we made that plan, that wasn't what was going on, though. Yeah. 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 I've just been waiting for you to burn that building down and then come rejoin the rest of the of the world. Which one? Uh, either either one. All of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Burn all the buildings down. The flight out to Chicago is a bitch, though. You know what I mean? Whoa! Origin story. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tyler. Yeah. What makes a good insult? Ooh, something with punctuation, something that is a mic drop. You say it and boom, it's, it silences the room. Right. And it has to be something 
that's unpleasant. You can't call somebody something that's great. You can't call somebody something that's nice and expect it to be an insult. I know that I'm I know that I'm stating things that are obvious, but I'm leading us somewhere. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm following you down this road. I, I think I have an idea for a new insult for people because we're always trying to come up with stuff. You know, things that are unpleasant, like um, you're a shithead. You know what I mean? Shithead's great. That would be unpleasant. What's your favorite like insult? Like one of those old school because they, they they've come up with new ones like asshat. Asshat's good. I I, I have nice trouble understanding it. what that is. Like a butt sombrero. Yeah, like, yeah. What are we doing? It's when you wear somebody's ass like a hat. Really? Yeah. Oh, I thought that you were the hat that would go on an ass. Like no, if that'd somebody be a compliment. Were, yeah, I agree. I think I would look great on somebody's like head. Einstein. Yeah. Um. Or douche canoe. That's, a, that's a newer one because people are tired of, you know, jerk off or whatever. You is know? that is that a canoe made out of douches or that your vagina is so big you would douche with a canoe? I don't know. I've never considered that. Oh, that seems I'm not sure. Unpleasant. So um, what about this one? Because I'm trying to make them more tangible, like things that are real, like douche canoe. We don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think that of something that's already been introduced to us, but everybody hates and is against God. You have my attention. What about dog clothes? You're absolute dog clothes. You know what I mean? I, I do, and I and I am against dogs wearing Ter- a clothes. A terrible thing. A terrible thing that's been uh-huh. perpetuated on us by the devil himself. Uh huh. Your dog clothes, and I think everybody gets it. And if somebody is not against dog clothes, it's like being racist. You've you you've said so much about yourself. You've outed yourself. Thank you for identifying. Uh-huh. Sure. Uh-huh. Your dog clothes. I think even though you were leading me down this road, it still went over my head. I think you're gonna get a lot of confused looks Your trying dog to use that. <laughs> a lot of confused I, looks. I think that maybe we could come up with things that people wouldn't identify immediately as insults. Mm-hmm. Like, but if you really dog clothes, Tyler, that's mm-hmm. absolute dog clothes. That's mental terrorism sure. because you will walk away and that person for the rest of their life will just be like, What the fuck was that guy talking about? Do you hear what Ron DeSantis is trying to do with literature in our schools? Dog clothes, Tyler. That's dog clothes. Fahrenheit 450 dog clothes. Wow, getting I, political <laughs> over here. Jeez. I don't know. Yeah, it's topical. Liberal media. Uh, and if you're Republic, you know, sub and Biden. They buy shoes too. So, Tyler, I want to, um, what this show is, is where we take some of our, our personal experiences, we share them, we talk about what we've learned. You know what I mean? Sure. And I've already discussed this with you. A lot of times I like to keep things that have happened. I like to save them for the show so I can get your your general reaction. But this is something that's kind of about me. And I would like for you to diagnose me. Is that Am I asking too much here? I do it every day. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tyler just wrote on this piece of paper dog clothes. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> I spend, you know how you and I to have that job that we don't talk about? Uh, the one that you just brought up like two minutes ago? Sure, yeah. I do almost on every show. Yeah, for a job that we don't talk about, we sure do talk <laughs> about it a lot. <laughs> We're going to have to revisit that fact, I think. But I, it's, it's, um, it's a numbers-based job. I guess a lot of jobs are numbers-based, right? Yeah, absolutely. I spend a lot of my time afraid of those numbers. I do. I spend a lot of my time afraid. What's mm-hmm. up with that? Fix that first before we go forward. Fear of your own success, maybe? Uh, yes. Or, or fear of lack of success. I I don't know. Putting off a responsibility until it becomes an even bigger problem. That is an issue. That's what makes a man, Tyler. That is not what makes a man. Ask a penis makes a man. (laughs) Sisyphus. Sisyphus. Yeah, that's it. Just put it off. It'll be fine. All right. All right. 
So what happened was, in my mind, because I'm scared of these numbers, I put it off. It's it's I I, I avoid. Have you ever avoided something in your life because it scares you? I do it every day, Ryan. Sure. I think a lot of people do that. I think I think that that is something that a lot of people in today's age, there's so much going on and things are just flying at you. I think in some ways it's easiest to bury your head in the sand. I think that's quite prolific nowadays. Absolutely. And it's very common, as you said, but the issue is, is that you're not putting it off. What you're actually doing is you're just waiting until the anxiety gets so big that it forces you to take care of. The I don't problem. think that time will ever come. <laughs> I, Tyler, you don't understand Playing chicken with my anxiety the superpowers that I have built up. And, and I'm, glad you, I, I'm glad that you said that because we've even discussed how you can become addicted to things that you find unpleasant. Perhaps I'm addicted to my own anxiety. Oh, for sure. Not only will you become addicted to things that you don't enjoy, but it's almost like your your brain will fight for it simply because it's what it knows. The brain yeah. will do anything to keep things the same because sure. same means safe. And and the devil that you know is better than the devil that you don't, exactly. even if there's something better. I, I would say often there's something better lying on the other side of that anxiety, but you're just afraid oh, to experience it. I, I think about as close to always it's better on the other side of that anxiety because getting on the other side of that anxiety means you get rid of the anxiety. Well, I, I'm glad that we're having this discussion right now because what we're discussing in this moment is something that we talk about so often, but here is a story with an actual punctuation to it. Okay. It's a cockamamie way to live. Oh, it's terrible. Because I finally, like you said, the 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 chicken with my anxiety finally won out and I checked my numbers, which I hadn't done in like two months. I'm way up. Mm -hmm. I'm way up. Mm -hmm. I spent two months in some form of panic and anxiety for no reason. Yeah. For for no discernible reason other than I just I, I, I live that way. I, I now that I'm thinking about it with since we're having this conversation, I do that with my body where something could be like hurting and I'm like, nope, nope, we're good. Don't need to figure out what that is. I'm sure I'll be fine. I think a lot of people do that. Yeah. I think a lot of people, especially when you think of the old fashioned man, I'm a man. Yeah, my leg fell off, but it's fine. It's just a flesh wound, like where they put stuff off and all of a sudden you go in and you got stage four prostate yeah. cancer. Oh God. And you're like, yeah, I'll come uh, back next week and we'll see how it is. Rub some tussin on it, sure, I'll be fine. Sure, well, that's, um, yeah, and, and I wonder if it's because of the old-fashioned I'm a man, or I wonder if it's just because I don't want to go into crippling debt for going to the hospital. And I think it's <laughs> when you have those extreme worries, that's like a, a, a worry about your life and about your health in that way. It's almost too much to take. It's almost yeah. that existential worry yeah. of I could die any moment. You would have a, a you know a mental breakdown if you really sat down and took that all in. You know what I mean? Well, that's it. It's it's. Do I want the worry now of not knowing, or do I want the worry later of knowing? Which no, one first is one. it? I want the first one because, like you said. I'm very familiar with that. We've come to terms. It's an old pal of sure, mine. They're terms sure, terms of endearment, Tyler. Exactly. Sure, sure, he gives me a hard time, but ah, ah he's, he's all right. He's, he's all just right. razzing me. It's just jocular behavior. He's a rascal. Yeah. So, so all of that worried for nothing, uh -huh, and uh -huh. uh, it it really has shed some light on that situation, and it's made me consider how can I use this new information, which I've had a million times in the past. Mm -hmm. This has happened to me only a million times. Mm -hmm. How can I use that information to sh 
to shed some light on my future and not fall into that same. I know that I'll continue to make the same mistakes, but not keep doing that. Well, it's acknowledging when you're making the mistake and then in that moment making the the decision to change it or to act on it. And if I may challenge what you said, where you said worrying for no reason for two months, you did not worry for no reason. That was a lesson that you were given and you're going to be, and you're going to continue to be given that lesson, as you just said, again and again and again, so you can learn to fix it in the moment. Well, I haven't listened because now that I've seen those numbers, I've totally downshifted. Okay. All so right. So Tyler, speaking all of right. <laughs> Hey bosses, how you doing? What's up? We're fired? Come okay. Get me, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I need this job. Tyler. And the last thing that I have, I don't know if you have anything for pregame. Uh no, no, okay. nothing, nothing in particular. Something in that particular. I have noticed that I would like to discuss with you, and it's a light topic. It's mm-hmm. a little something, a little hors d'oeuvre that we could just pass back and forth as we loosen up for the show. Okay, okay. Something that that job that you and I don't have that we've never had and we'll never talk about on this show, something that that job, you know, encourages me to do is go talk to people who have positions of power inside churches, Tyler. Inside churches. Have you heard of churches? Places uh, of worship? I have. Sure. I have. There's quite a few of them sure. around. Big business. Big churches. business, Tyler. Yeah. Big business. Yeah. And so you want to talk to powerful, like, is this like a God conversation you're trying to trick me into? No, no. <laughs> it's just uh, his secretaries and, and ah. the people who are apparently right, right below him. Sure. Literally. I am a spiritual person, dare I say, on the verge of a religiousness. Kook, he means kook, ladies full and gentlemen. Out kook, full out kook, and I have been dabbling in, I've been spiritual for a long time, uh-huh. I have been dabbling in religion recently. He's a dabbler. And I will tell you, Tyler, something that I have recognized, and I don't want to make a blanket statement here because those often uh, go too far. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you think about this one, church people. The worst, Tyler. <laughs> the worst. Why do people at churches often show the worst behaviors mm. when it comes to being who they preach to be. Can you can you give an example? I just find that very often I deal with churches or private establishments of that type mm. and public establishments. And I find, and maybe I'm, I, I would say that maybe I'm biased, but as I just gave my bona fides are- You're good. I am spiritual and religious myself. Mm. I would like nothing more than people who claim to be of any religion- to act in the way that they say that people should act because I find very often that that is not the case. And as somebody who is spiritual, dare I say religious, it pisses me off, Tyler. Yeah, the the double standard, the hypocrisy can be frustrating. I, it, it reminds me of people in the self-help community where people who enter the self-help community and then immediately think yep. they're better than everybody else because they're doing self-help. And it's like, dude, you went to one yoga class. Sure. Chill the fuck out. And, and you order that crystal off Amazon. I will tell you... <laughs> That people in the self-help community are the people who need self-help. Just reflect on that. And I say that as one of the people in the self-help community. But when you meet a hateful Christian. Yeah. Or or any religion. Well, I just. Or any religion. Or any religion. But that one that is so strongly, at the very least, the one that I'm most familiar with. That is on a foundation of love. Yeah. Except for people who aren't like you. You're a bitch. Yeah. And I don't mean to call people a bitch. (laughs) But you bitches. You're a bitch. (laughs) And you make people want to go away from what it is that you're espousing. Yeah. And that bums me out, man. Yeah. That bums me out. Yeah. To to answer your original question, I think it's just a a form of... 
uh, holier than thou, um, you know, pun intended, or it's just, I have entered into this and now I'm in this echo chamber where they tell me I'm in the image of God and I'm, you know, blah, 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 blah. blah. Now I'm better than. I am better than. But that person is in the image of God, but in his theology, so are you. And so is everybody else, even people of differing religions and opinions. Oh, man, you did trick me into a God conversation. What the fuck did I get in here? All right, Jesus, (laughs) get on in here. No, I am... I think that it's okay to have this religious conversation because yeah, sure. I, I am very afraid of having these conversations. It's deeply <laughs> embedded in my psyche. I'm afraid to talk about what I truly believe, but I think that this one works because I am against the people who are what makes me afraid to speak on my spirituality. The people who hold that mirror up for the rest of society that people point at and go, you're a dick. I am also of the ilk to say you're a dick. If you could do half of what you're telling other people to do, the world would be a better place. Yeah, and remember that every single accusation is simply uh, an admission. Anytime somebody is accusing you of these things, that is how they feel about themselves. And I will once again say, you are a dick. (laughs) Wink. Let's do the show. 